Hello, it's Jessica Okoro. Welcome to the Stepping Into STEM podcast. We are still on a mission to expose a million of you to the STEM industry by 2023. Today, we have a very special guest joining us, Shannon, who is a business apprentice at Honeywell. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. How are you feeling? Yeah, no, I'm feeling well. Thank you. How are you? I'm feeling all right. You know me, you know me. So we're going to dive right into the icebreaker. And I'm going to ask you a really random question just so that we can get to know you a bit. Okay. Yeah. If you were famous, what would you be famous for? I honestly have no real talent, so it would probably be for something like The Apprentice or I'd probably be on You've Been Framed, uh, as I am quite clumsy, so. (laughs) You've been framed. Was there any funny things you did when you were younger, like fall into a swimming pool at a wedding or something like that? Oh no, I'm not that fun and exciting, but I'm just not, um, not very good at keeping my balance, so probably fallen over quite a few times. Um... Okay, so my next question as my next icebreaker. Imagine you had your own late night show. Who would you invite as your first celebrity guest and what would be the first question you would ask? It'd probably either be Kim Kardashian or One Direction. And if it was One Direction, I would ask when they're getting back together. I don't know if they're planning on getting back together, to be honest. Neither do I, I don't think so either, but we'll see. And what would you ask Kim? How is she so famous? Can I be that famous? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, Yeah, that would be an interesting question to ask him. They've got really good PR though, so they'll probably know how to skip that very well. Okay, so I'm going to dive into the interview about your stepping into STEM journey. And I really want to start with the Back to the Future segment where we learn a bit about you as a young person when you were in secondary school. Was you very active? Were you in any clubs? Were you quite quiet? Did you prefer to just be alone and read? What kind of person were you, was you like at secondary school? I was definitely quite a teacher's pet, but I did get on well with everyone and I did quite like sport. So I was on like the netball team, the rounders team, things like that. I never really liked being on my own. I liked always kind of being surrounded by my friends and I just always liked to try and have a laugh. Yeah, that makes sense. And so was you quite social? Was you quite vocal in class or was you quite quiet? I was definitely very confident so I would always like put my hand up first or I would definitely tell the teacher if I didn't understand something so yeah I was quite vocal and I always just like having a bit of a chat but I knew kind of when to be quiet. And when you were at school did you know what you wanted to be when you were growing up? Did you have a role model? Did you have anyone in your family that you you saw they had this super cool job and you thought yeah I want to do that when I'm older? Not someone necessarily in my family, but I really wanted to be a paramedic, probably for most of my secondary school life. And then I took biology and I didn't get the grade I wanted. So that kind of was the turning point. So yeah, I just wanted to be a paramedic, really. Do you still want to be a paramedic now? No, I don't. I think since I've like grown up a little bit more, I don't think I could deal with the blood and the gory and I'm just too sensitive. So I don't think it would work. No, I hear that. And when it came to maths and science and the science subjects, did you struggle with them or was you quite a okay with them? 
I was always kind of one of those people that didn't do amazing, was top of the class, but I wasn't someone that was not great at things either. So I was kind of in the middle. I, I was always fine with maths. Um, there was definitely days where I'd gone home crying, struggling just to try and figure out what I was doing. But other days I was absolutely fine with it. And then science, I did triple science and I loved biology, as I have kind of said about wanting to be a paramedic, but didn't get what I wanted. I didn't do very well in physics as well, um, but it's quite funny how these things work because Honeywell is very physics based. Yeah, that's, it's always interesting how the story takes a turn. So you went through secondary school. Could you tell me a bit about what happened after? Did you go and do your A-levels? Did you go to university? Yeah, so um, after my GCSEs, I felt like really worn out. Um, I pushed myself way too far, um, but I still wanted to go to college. Um, but where I'd kind of lost my motivation after GCSEs, I'd only stayed at college for a year. I just ended up hating the learning. I, I didn't feel like I wanted to put that pressure on myself. So after the year, I just left and went to an apprenticeship. Okay, and, and where did you get the information about an apprenticeship? Because it's quite a different career journey compared to what the schools are usually pushing, which is okay, college and then university. So at school, we did have a lot about going to university and then going on to an apprenticeship. There was definitely far more knowledge and support out there for going to university um, after college. I knew how apprenticeships worked and what they could do for people because my sister did one. Um, She did a higher apprenticeship in accountancy. So I knew that that was the way I wanted to go because I wanted to be a bit like her and um, almost beat her if I could. Um, so yeah, I found out kind of what they involved through my sister and then I went on the government website and, and looked on there. But I did also have an open day at the college I was at at the time and there was a centre for apprenticeships. So I did go to that for the afternoon and I found that quite helpful. But I did find a better feel for an apprenticeship when you speak to someone that's in one. Whereas yeah. I was only speaking to the teachers and it felt really rigid and I wasn't sure at that time but I knew I definitely wasn't sure about university so I just kind of took the plunge. Yeah I can I can understand why you would feel more comfortable with the apprenticeship if your sister was was already on one. So could you talk me through the process of doing research and finding the right one for you? You mentioned something about the government gov website yeah, so I looked on the government website with like my mum and my dad and that and just trying to find something that would be suitable for me. And I knew I wanted to go into business because I always did really well in business at school. Um, so I was looking on the government website and Indeed, um, just the business vacancies, and I saw that Honeywell came up. But initially, I just completely swiped past it and thought nothing of it, that I wasn't good enough. Um, and it would never be something that I would be able to achieve. Um, but it was my mum that actually persuaded me to apply. I'm just going to quickly dive into that I didn't feel good enough. What were the reasons why, you know, you, you weren't as confident for the Honeywell application? So Honeywell has such an amazing reputation. Um, I'd even spoken to one of my best friend's parents at the time and they said, oh, if you could get into Honeywell, that would be amazing. You'd do A, B, C, D. And to me, that kind of put a little bit of pressure on myself. And I've always done that. I've always been someone that I come across as confident, but in my head, I'm not. Yeah. So when I was looking at this application, I thought, well, I really want to do something really well with my life, but I don't think I'm good enough to get into Honeywell because it's such this high 
functioning workplace that I thought needed like degrees and, and things like that. But really there was an entry level for me that I could get in there and it's probably the best thing that I ever did that my mum made me do it. <laughs> no, I love that. So based on you discussing how amazing Honeywell is, I'm going to flow us into the Game Changer segment where we hear about your journey of applying for this opportunity at Honeywell and the process and, you know, your feelings as you went through the process. So could you tell me a bit about the application process? Yeah, so um, it was, I'd actually applied to a few different places, um, some within STEM and, and some not, but I kind of went with Honeywell because they offered a higher level of education, um, ultimately when it came to kind of deciding where I wanted to go. And there was such an initially, when you look at the job spec, it had such an extensive list of different jobs that to me at the time, I had no idea what any of it meant. So I then was like looking through the application form and I remember getting so frustrated with myself and at my desk as I wanted to do so well, but was struggling to put like my answers into words. Yeah. Um, because the questions were something that I'd never really seen before. I'd never had to go through and answer such difficult questions. They probably don't seem difficult so much now, but at the time, not really having much work experience. To me, it was quite difficult trying to put in experiences or what I would do in this situation um, into words. Then I ended up getting an interview and there was some questions that threw me. Uh, I think it would be the same for anyone. Uh, especially if they are more like experience-based questions and then having to answer questions that if this happened at work what would you do and that to me was quite difficult. Yeah I would imagine that's quite difficult because you're an apprentice so eight times out of ten you probably have never had a proper job before so you wouldn't really know how to act out having not been in a position like that before. Yeah exactly but in the end it obviously worked out fairly well. (laughs) Yeah, and how did you prepare for the interviews and the process? It was my parents really that really helped me out. So I had had a little Saturday, Sunday job um, already, so I did have a bit of experience in, in the work environment. But my mum and me would just go and sit at the, like, the dinner table and go through like different scenarios, different questions. Um, and she'd kind of be the one that would help me really think about what I'd done before, because that's probably one of the worst things I am at doing is reflecting. So she was the person that kind of helped me figure out what's the best answers, what I should, shouldn't say, things like that. Yeah. And the thing that I, I'm definitely sure of is that in schools, there's always careers advisors and careers counsellors that can support with that also if you haven't got that support at home. So moving more into the actual role, could you talk about your role in Honeywell and what the day to day is like? Yeah, so at Honeywell, it's um, probably a bit different to most places. We go around different areas throughout our apprenticeship. So I've had probably like three months stints in so many different areas. I've worked on building a facility at work and managing the build of that. Uh, That was really fun and exciting because not many people get that opportunity. And then the busiest time I've had at Honeywell was I was working in an area that I was basically running and I was just having to get the units out the door, answering loads of emails, calling people, having meetings. It was it was really fun, actually, because it's very fast paced. Um, And then now I'm managing the priorities of of some of the operators at work. And and that means I'm in meetings all day and, and trying to sort out issues for them. I'm hearing managing. So how long have you been 
in this apprenticeship for and and managing sounds like you're you're you, you know you're overseeing people correct me if I'm wrong yeah so I've been an apprentice for three years pretty much the day so when I'm managing people it's more about setting their priorities so I'll I'll hold a meeting in the morning to say that these units or this work needs to be done today and then if they have any issues they can come to me and I can try and help them out and advise who they should go to if they should go to um, if it's like more personal then I, I wouldn't deal with that as such I would be able to advise who they should go to. So did you have this experience from the onset or did you have to kind of grow into the role and do you feel that you've seen that there's been a lot of development over the years? It was definitely something I couldn't do when I first joined. Because I have been in so many different areas, I think I've probably been around six to eight different departments um, since I joined Honeywell. It's every place I've gone has developed me in some way, shape or form, whether it's dealing with how you manage people or if I am looking after a department and making sure that things get out on time. I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now if I hadn't gone through so many different areas because I've been able to meet so many different people, ask so many different people their experiences at work because everyone is completely different. Yeah. Um, but kind of where I've got to now is from having like these mentors be able to tell me, okay, this is what I would do or I've had this bad experience, but this is how I've dealt with it. And I've definitely got one person particularly at work that's so helpful and is able to help me with the people side because I think that's the hardest thing is working with people. Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, when you joined, were there any challenges that you had being a junior and, and it being your first, you know, corporate job? Yeah, the biggest thing I found difficult is it is such a male dominated workplace and I went from somewhere that was very 50-50 split to now being more like an 80-20 and it was hard finding people that were kind of relating to you. I was I was quite lucky to have another apprentice in my year that was, was female so we could kind of bounce off of each other but definitely that and also how large the site is. So there's 500 employees and I felt like such a small fish in a big pond, but everyone was so helpful that within a couple of weeks, you've just settled in perfectly. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, it's, it's a process. And like when we were younger, we had to learn to crawl before we were walking and then running. It takes time to build one's confidence in the workspace and understand how to navigate it because it's a completely different world. Exactly, yeah. So could you tell me a bit about this whole mentorship, having a coach process and what what's that like? How you managed to build a relationship with them, whether it's been helpful? Yeah, so um, initially when I started, we didn't have um, a, such a set mentor. I worked very closely with one of the other apprentices in our year and um, our manager. He was a massive mentor um, to both of us. He was someone that really motivated us. And then as the time went on, every area I've been in, I've always had someone to ask for help. I've always had someone teach me their role, be a mentor, tell me their experiences. And then most recently, we've been put on like a mentorship program because we're starting to come out of our apprenticeship. So it's the, the jump from being an apprentice to being in the workplace kind of on your own. Um, so with that, I've now got a set mentor who we can just talk about my development, where he sees me going in the future, how we can get to where I want to go. Yeah, so it's just been 
through different experiences with different areas and the mentorship program. No, I love that. So I understand that you're a business apprentice, but do you feel you need to have some kind of STEM background to excel in a STEM organisation? Absolutely not, no. It probably would help in the sense that you would know more about what people are saying to you sometimes a lot easier. But once you have started to learn the organisation, I don't always think it's essential, especially like I'm not someone that's building products, so I don't necessarily need to know why this certain physics works. It's just as long as you can adapt to the situation you are in, I don't think you need to, to have any sort of degree in a STEM subject to be able to thrive in a STEM environment. Yeah, that makes sense because like for me, I'm a project manager. I've been a project manager in different organisations, um, but they've all been STEM organisations. So I've worked in tech media, I've worked in um, tech security, and they've all been different roles, but I haven't had to have too much technical knowledge. And on the job, you kind of build that knowledge. So it's quite interesting how people feel you have to have a lot of, you know, technical knowledge to get into these organisations when really and truly you just have to have the hunger to want to learn. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that completely. So my next question is along the lines of Honeywell's culture. Could you give me some insight into the kind of place it is? Is it really fast paced, very competitive, collaborative, supportive? Um, Are there socials? Are people nice? <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Everybody is so nice. I mean, when I first joined, as I said, I was a bit of a, a small fish in a large pond. Everyone was so welcoming. And I didn't necessarily expect that because I'd never been in a corporate environment before. I thought it was or what you'd see on TV of everyone sat at their desk and doing so many different things at one time. It is like that. It is very fast-paced here but you always have someone you can speak to and everyone's always so welcoming yeah no so Honeywell is really fast-paced um very results driven but there are lots of people you can go to and there are socials especially within the apprenticeship program there's probably about 23 apprentices on site at the moment um and unfortunately with COVID it has changed a few things but we did we went on this um course for a week all as apprentices with some leadership and we learned how to work as a team um, it was really fun we got to do so many different activities like rock climbing caving um, things like that but we've also been able to go out not necessarily cool. that sounds so cool no I was just saying I wouldn't mind doing all those activities on an away day <laughs> yeah no it was, it was really fun and then we've also had socials that aren't just apprentices so I've been out with with management before going go-karting on a Friday afternoon. Um, we've, we always have like meetings where we're always trying to f focus on the work, but you do have a joke here and there. And I think that's so important because it shows everyone's human. They're not just trying to get results. And yeah, no, the culture here is, is really good. Yeah. And did it, was you quite surprised? I mean, did you, was you, did it shock you how, um, not so robotic and and unhuman the place was. Yeah, 100%. It's, Honeywell's so passionate at having such a diverse culture as well. So they always advertise for like getting more women in engineering. That's something that 
as me being a woman, it's like I'm always going to be behind, um, things like that. And and it does like I wouldn't have expected that. I would have thought that maybe places didn't necessarily want to be as diverse as possible because that's not what you always see on TV. Um, and yeah, no, it was it was really refreshing. Yeah, I can imagine that because when I joined the workforce, I was I was shocked at how fun it was. <laughs> and yeah. how there can be informal and you can build friendships and relationships in the workplace and you can, you know, have fun. So that was quite a shock because when you're watching it on TV and you, you, you see things and you hear stories, it's normally, it's normally presented as this really formal place. And when you get in, it's completely different. Yeah, 100%. So my last question for you, Shannon, is where do you see yourself in five years time? I would absolutely love to be on our senior leadership team at Honeywell or at least being a manager full time um, of some sort. Um, and I also would love to continue my education. Um, so at the minute I'm doing a level four diploma and MBQ, but I would love to try and get up to degree level or be about to get my degree in, in five years. I love that. And how long have you got left on this apprenticeship? So I've got until March is when my college kind of ends and then I think I'll move on to maybe like a level five diploma or something like that. Oh, I love it. It's been so great talking to you, Shannon, and thank you for coming on and sharing your experience as being a business apprentice at Honeywell. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn at STEM Socials, S-T-E-M-S-O-C-I-A-L-S. Make sure you join us for the next episode of Stepping Into STEM as we're exposing a million of you to the STEM industry by 2023. See you soon. Bye.